Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your best life. Uh, today on the show, one billion people in this world suffer with anxiety. Five percent of Canadians uh, are affected by anxiety. Important topic. Um, surely, if you're listening, I suspect that someone in your family, in your friends, in your population suffers from anxiety. Uh, Why are the numbers so high? What can we do about this? And you know what? We can do a lot. Um, um, In previous Straight Talk episodes, I've done a show on anxiety. It's our number one show. It's the show most listened to. Everywhere I go, I speak about anxiety, and my mission is always the same, is to get the message out that anxiety is highly treatable and almost always gets better with treatment and almost always gets worse without. Uh, What does that mean? That means that there are strategies and things you can do to protect yourself from anxiety, which is highly uncomfortable. So if you are suffering or someone in your family or your friends are suffering, today's show is for you. Um, by the second segment, we'll be joined by a top psychotherapist and anxiety specialist, Georgia Dow, uh, to talk about some of the latest and cutting edge stuff in anxiety treatment. Before we go any further, I always like to invite people to call in uh, 1-866-472-5792. Perhaps you're suffering with anxiety and you have a question. You are very welcome to call us. If calling is not your thing and you prefer to text 514-796-4357. And if you prefer to email, the email is info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Anxiety. First question to think about is, is it increasing? And the answer is yes, it is increasing. We are seeing anxiety in kids as young as two years old now. What's going on? How come it's increasing? Why? Well, there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, Certainly the fast pace of our world is a big factor and our electronics are a big factor. We'll delve into that a little bit more in the, probably the third segment. Um, I think that it's important to put out there right away that anxiety is very contagious. It's like a bad flu. Hang around with someone anxious long enough and you too will feel anxious. So what is this anxiety thing anyways? You know, what, why do we have it? And, you know, it feels horrible. So what do we do about that? Okay, so some things I really want to get to today, and I feel like it are just not common knowledge about anxiety, and I want to make sure that they're out there. Number one point that I want to get out there is that anxiety is adaptive. I know that's really hard to take in if you're suffering with anxiety, that anxiety is adaptive, meaning anxiety is there in your body. It's an adaptation that we have in our bodies to protect us from danger. It is a nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system being fired, which tells you, fired up, which tells you that you're in danger. Now, if you go back 2 billion years ago, 
and you were walking around the savanna and a saber-toothed tiger was coming towards you, if you didn't have a good sympathetic nervous system, you were dead. So if you suffer with a lot of anxiety, you just might be the descendant of very adaptive people. So it is an adaptive thing. We need our sympathetic nervous system. So what's the problem? The problem is that there aren't saber-toothed tigers and we're getting false alarms when we're not actually in danger. Why is that happening? Well, you get up, you're trying to get your kids to school, you're trying to get stuff done, you're always racing against time, modern living, never seems to be enough hours in the day. Your body can get a false alarm and it thinks it's in danger. And if your body thinks it's in danger, it's going to very adaptively start producing a whole bunch of side effects, which are things, bodily things that are supposed to happen if you were in danger. But since you're not in danger, it's out of context. So it doesn't make sense. You start sweating, your heart starts racing, you think you must be dying for sure. You're not dying, your body has gone a false alarm because the sweating is to help you get away from a predator. The heart rate, increased heart rate is so you can run faster. Your body thinks you're in danger. So one of the first things you can do when you're suffering from these symptoms is to remind yourself that you are not in danger. It's just a false alarm. So that's one piece of the puzzle I want to definitely get to in today's show is this sympathetic nervous system and how you can have a false alarm. Another thing I want to put out right now um, on the show is through the years, uh, myself, um, you know, I became a specialist in anxiety. Um, I built a clinic that's called the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. I've been doing this a long, long time, treated really hundreds and hundreds, I would say thousands at this point of people with anxiety and very successfully um, with helping them connect some dots. So there's some key things that people need to know to be able to overcome anxiety. One of them is the one I just talked about, the sympathetic nervous system. The other thing is that um, as I was just telling someone today who told me that they're suffering from anxiety is that all of us are only as good as our stress management techniques. So for sure, if you're listening and you're suffering from anxiety and your thought is, I just want it to go away, it's not magically going to go away. There are things you have to do, and we will definitely walk through what some of those things are. The third thing that I find is important to get out on a show like this, and I find through my practice through the years, I trained a lot of therapists on this concept because most people aren't unaware of this is that anxiety um, is very linked with repressed emotions and usually anger. So why is that? Well, anger works on the same system on the body as, as anxiety does. So actually a very crude strategy when you're anxious would be to go punch a pillow because you can't really be angry and anxious at the same time. Now, why is this interesting? It's actually very interesting because it suggests, and we see this a lot in research, that people who are not good at expressing anger, who grew up in families, perhaps being told that anger is shameful and not nice, you're supposed to be very accepting of people and never get angry at them, that emotional energy can get stuck in the body. And often it will transmute into anxiety. So if you look at somebody who's anxious and you say that some, like on Mondays, they're highly anxious on Wednesdays, or, you know, one day they are and one day they aren't. One of the things you might want to be curious about is what's happened on those days. Was there something that made them angry? Now, 
most clients who have anxiety problems will generally say things like, I never get angry, which is not a good sign, by the way, because anger is adaptive as well. We come out of our mother's stomachs screaming. Uh, we need anger. So if we learned not to express anger, that's not such a good thing. We need to express it appropriately. But sometimes when you're working with somebody with anxiety, they really can't connect the dots on anything that they'd be angry about. So that's always interesting for a clinician. I've worked with many, many people like that. And uh, it takes a while, but we always find it. Uh, if you start, if you're listening to the show and you start to even ask yourself in a last week or so, has anything made you angry? And your first impulse might be to say no, but you got to think about that because there are many, many things in life that can be anger provoking. It doesn't mean that we're suggesting you sit in anger stew, but you know, getting cut off in traffic, someone being rude to you, someone not saying thank you, uh, someone being insensitive to your needs, a boundary violator. There are many things that could make us angry. I am in no way suggesting that you have to have a fight about each one of those things. However, acknowledging your anger, even in, you know, for example, in a journal, um, or talking about it with a good friend, or releasing it through a good strenuous exercise is very powerful at reducing anxiety. As a matter of fact, it's enormously powerful. It will make a huge difference. So if you're suffering from anxiety, or you know someone who's suffering from anxiety, that's something we want to put on the table right away is repressed emotions are related to anxiety, in particular, anger. So bring me someone with a lot of anxiety and I, we might find someone who has some repressed anger. Bring me someone with a rage problem and we might find someone with a lot of anxiety because it goes back and forth. Some people don't manifest the anxiety, they manifest the rage. This is important to take in because to me and in my practice, I've seen how much this affected people when they learned this. It gave them the keys out of prison. It made them, first of all, start to feel validated about their emotions, that their emotions are important. Emotions are energy in our body. But it also gave them the ability to consider that as they deal with their emotions, whether it's in a journal or, as I said, talking to a friend, um, you know, getting doing some vigorous exercise, that that will immunize you against anxiety or at least reduce your anxiety enormously. So this is a very, very important piece of the puzzle. And I personally find it's not out there enough for people to know about this. So if you're suffering, you may want to take a moment and ask yourself, when is the last time you got angry and how do you deal with anger? Are you comfortable with that emotion? If you're a woman, I suspect you're not that comfortable because women have often been socialized that anger is not a good female emotion, which is why, guess what? Who suffers more anxiety, women or men? Oh, yeah, women. So uh, those of us um, who were raised with the idea that it's not nice to get angry, just, you know, suck it up and be, be nice all the time, are very prone to anxiety. 
So strategy number one for today's show is going to be get in touch with your emotions and not just the good emotions. Good emotions are nice, but we need to know about the negative ones as well. Allow yourself voice to those emotions. Maybe it's not going and telling it to someone else. Maybe it's just in your journal, but allow yourself to put pen to paper and express those emotions. You'll see a huge difference right away. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll talk about what else you can do if you are suffering with anxiety, a very uncomfortable feeling in the body. Uh, Important to know, uncomfortable but not dangerous. We'll come back and we'll explain more about that. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I left you on the break with the concept that, and this is an important concept to get out there too, um, Anxiety is highly uncomfortable, but another thing that's important to put in your uh, backpack, if you will, is that it is in no way dangerous. So many people think it's very dangerous because it feels like perhaps you're dying if you're having out-of-context symptoms. It's very important to know that anxiety is not dangerous. Is it fantastic for your body to have adrenaline shooting through it? No, but having an anxiety attack is just an uncomfortable situation. Uh, It does not cause heart attacks. Uh, It does not cause death. So um, that's important. Next in the concepts that I want to get out today, this is an important show to me because, um, you know, I have a sibling who uh, suffered and suffers anxiety. I grew up um, seeing what she went through. I have seen 
Um, as I said, thousands of clients go through anxiety. I've also seen thousands of people get better. And when we're talking about worldwide problem of 1 billion people, obviously it's, you know, it's very motivating for me to get the word out to help people because it does not have to be a life sentence. And one of the things that concerns me about anxiety is that if you don't learn the strategies and you don't learn some of the things I'm hoping to get across today, people start to identify with their anxiety. And if they identify long enough, I find I my experience has been that people start to become their anxiety. They don't know who they are without the anxiety. Now, how does that happen? That happens because when you have anxiety, and if you're listening, this is going to be an important question for you. And of course you're listening. That wasn't, that was pretty silly. Um, do you avoid something in your life? If you have anxiety, most likely you're avoiding something and nothing big, like you might be avoiding the highway or avoiding public speaking or avoiding making those uncomfortable phone calls. The problem is that avoidance actually feeds anxiety. Let me explain. When you're anxious, um, your body's in a high state of alert. It believes it's in danger. If you get away from the supposed danger, you then feel relief. So your brain goes, oh, this is good. I don't want to face that again. But the problem is you weren't in danger. Your body just thought you were in danger. So if, for example, um, I don't know, I go into a subway and I start to feel anxious, and the answer to that is to get out of the subway, which seems pretty logical, it's actually the worst thing I could do because my brain then goes, oh, phew, I dodged that bullet. And the next time I have to go on the subway, the anxiety will be double. And even worse, as I start to avoid subways in my life, the anxiety will generalize to other things. It won't just be subways. So avoidance is the friend of anxiety. So one of the things you really don't want to do is to avoid things. So what do you do if, you know, if I'm nervous to go on the subway, of course, I don't want to go on it. Well, that's where sometimes you need a professional to work with you. Um, we have some DVDs on this. We'll talk about that later. But you need a strategy. You need a plan. Even if it's going little by little, maybe just going down the stairs to the subway station the first time and learning also some strategies to relax your body. So those are very in-depth strategies. I won't be able to go into them here. But very important to understand that the way, if you have anxiety, for it not to become you is to not avoid things. So what makes us uncomfortable, it's a little bit like putting your toe in very cold water. It doesn't feel good, but as you keep your toe in water, it starts to get easier, doesn't it, right? And then you can put your knee in there or your calf in the water and that gets easier. That is true of anxiety as well, but you have to be moving towards it, never away from it. So I really, when I thought of doing this show, I wanted to call it Anxiety 2018 Cutting Edge. And I do think that we're not getting this information out enough, is that avoidance is the friend of anxiety. Repressed emotions are related to anxiety, repressed anger in particular. We don't want to encourage avoidance, even though on the short term, you're going to feel much better if you avoid that subway or you avoid that public speaking or you avoid that difficult confrontation with your partner. That's a good one, too, because a lot of people have anxiety about confrontations. I'm not a big fan of confrontations myself. Uh, so you then you you say, well, I won't. That's a twofold. It's going to hit you two ways. You say to yourself, well, I'm not going to have that argument with my husband because 
it's going to be uncomfortable and I don't like it. So there's two problems that happen there, not even one, two. You might even already know it from listening to the show. First problem is by avoiding the confrontation, you're signaling to your brain that the confrontation is dangerous. So the next time, if it's something even more important to have a confrontation about, your body will get even more anxious. And again, it will not stay just on your husband. But I I wonder if you guessed what the other problem was, because it was what segment one was about. The other problem is when you avoid the confrontation with your husband, that anger and frustration, and it doesn't have to be big anger, it could be just annoyed that he didn't call that he was coming home late. Where does that anger go? Where does that frustration go? What happens to that irritation? So you tell yourself in your brain, well, I don't want to give my husband a hard time. That's not who I want to be. So I'm just going to let this go. Where does that energy go? And if you were listening to segment one, you know, it gets stuck. Now, there are options. You don't always have to have the confrontation with your husband. You may want to journal about it because, you know, we choose our battles for sure. I'm not saying that you have to have every fight. But I'm saying that avoiding things leads to anxiety. And keeping your emotions stuck in you keep also brings you towards anxiety. So those are two things that are very, very, very important on what not to do. Now I want to start to talk about what you can do. So certainly moving towards things that make you anxious is a very big piece of the pie. How can we do that when we're anxious and uncomfortable? That's asking a lot of people, 100%. So what we need to do is we need to have some really good stress management techniques. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're like, ah, it's a good show, but I don't have anxiety. This is not the topic for me. I invite you to stay with us. Why? Because stress management techniques... In our society right now are necessary for everyone, not just people who have anxiety. Do you practice stress management techniques? I'm curious, you know, again, if you want to join the conversation, 1-866-472-5792 or text us at 1-514-796-4357. But what are your stress management techniques? We need some good stress management techniques. Research tells us that there's three right off the bat that are really important. Their food, sleep, and exercise. Again, underrated, not talked about nearly enough. Food, sleep, exercise. I'm going to start with exercise, which is beyond important. And I know we all feel like we're busy. We don't have time for exercise. Not fun. Don't like it. No problem. The, no problem with what you're saying, but problem with the fallout. So again, there's adrenaline in our body that shoots through our body as we go through our stressful lives. What can reduce adrenaline? Vigorous exercise. And as much as I love yoga and lots of other different forms of exercise, which are also great stress management techniques, the one that's really the most effective at reducing adrenaline is cardiovascular exercise, getting a little sweaty. Huge impact. And The last thing you're going to want to do when you're anxious is to go do exercise. But I challenge you, if you have anxiety in your life, I'll put a challenge out right now. If you put exercise into your life, maybe 20 minutes, okay, let's start with three times a week, really getting sweaty. You can email me, you can text me, you can call in next show. I can pretty much guarantee you, you're going to see a huge reduction in your stress and your anxiety symptoms. It is that powerful. As a matter of fact, 
there's been a lot of research studies done that have shown that exercise, cardiovascular exercise, has the same effect as an SSRI medication, which is a, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which is more commonly known as an antidepressant, which is usually the medication that's given to someone with an anxiety disorder. I mean, that is huge, 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 huge. Now, joining me today, um, she just arrived. I'm so happy. In the conversation is somebody who spends, and she's she just arrived now because she was probably working with someone who was anxious, um, no doubt. Um, a top psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Um, met her, you know, I guess it's about nine years now. Uh, we met very serendipitously. I won't bore you with those details, but I will tell you that she came to work at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And... Um, she just voraciously learned everything about anxiety that she could, you know, learn. And these days, she's busy from morning till night helping people with anxiety and changing their lives to get them out of small worlds back into full worlds. As a matter of fact, um, a few years ago, her and I decided to um, put some of this knowledge together in a series called anxietyvideos.com, which we'll talk about, which is for, you know, available for people who cannot come in for treatment and want to get the treatment for anxiety in the comfort of their home. But we'll get to that. Let me just um, welcome her back to the show. Welcome back, Georgia Dow, anxiety specialist. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Am I right in assuming that you just arrived because you may have been working with someone who was anxious? I was working with, yes, family that was anxious. Right. So it can impact a whole family. That brings up a point right there. How does it impact a family? Well, you know, when someone's anxious, we we really do feed off of other people's emotions. And so when we see someone that's anxious and in distress, it causes us to be anxious or angry because it's a hard thing to see other people suffering. And you always uh, say about how that strongest emotion in the home kind of takes over, permeates the household to mm, that. Mm. But anxiety definitely feeds other anxiety. And we often say, if you're not anxious and you're, you know, you're at work and you're feeling anxious, but you're like, there's no reason for me to be anxious. It might be that your colleague or one of your colleagues is anxious and you're feeding off of their anxiety. Yeah, that's so true. And I love that you brought up the strongest emotion in the family affects the entire family. So that's another responsibility we have if we're anxious to get treatment mm. because we're going to impact everyone else, even yeah. though we think we're hiding it from our kids. Right. They won't know. They don't know about it. So, you know, we're just about to go to a break, but um, I was starting to talk about those three strategies, food, sleep, exercise. We only talked about exercise. We're going to get to food and sleep. Um, but I did mention how you and I started this series, Anxiety Videos. Uh, you know, we've been in this for a few years now. It's been hugely popular. How do you understand that? And can you tell people a little bit about the videos? Well, you know, a lot of we wanted to help more people and a lot of people are anxious about treating their anxiety or they might feel shy about going to a therapist or finding the right therapist can be difficult. Mm. And we've been doing this for a very long time. We have all kinds of tools and techniques. And we said, you know what, a nice way to be able to reach out to people where you can treat anxiety in the comfort of your own home, be able to rewatch sessions. A lot of my clients, a client actually was telling me already today, she's like, you don't like it when I take your pen, do you? She's like, I remember on the video. Oh, and that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. but they, you can rewatch it. I, we have people that every time they have a panic attack, they rewatch the video to be able to go back through the techniques. So it's also a really nice tool, even if you're in therapy, to be able to go back through the techniques. And when you're in distress, you can go because it's hard to remember when you're worried. This is that constant reminder that you can go back through it. Just even while you're doing other things in the house, you can just leave the video, put it on audio and just listen to it. 
and get these tools and techniques because they're not just something that you want to hear once, you want to do it, you want to live it, and you want to repractice. And the cool part is whenever we talk together, there's always something that we get that I'm like, you know what, you know, I, I, I'm not doing this or I, this is something new that I'm learning and this is all we do for our living. And I'm still always learning about different ways to treat things. Really well said. So, and, and I quite agree that even if you're in treatment, it's so nice to have the comfort of the videos to go back to. Like I said on the show, can't go through all the strategies on the show, but I definitely talked about it. You're only as good as your stress management techniques, which are covered in the videos. So just so we don't forget, where do people go to get the videos and do we have, do they have to be mailed or how does it work? So what you can do is you can go to anxiety-videos.com. Mm-hmm. And then you get to download them onto your computer. And so instantly, they're with right? you instantly. They're immediately there. Uh, you can take a look at them and be able to follow them and they'll always be there. That's wonderful. And I'm so glad you're here because we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the role of food and sleep. And I know those are very important for you. You teach your clients about that. Um, and I will definitely want you to you know, share your experience with working with an anxious population about whether this is treatable or not. Actually, we'll, we'll tell people right now, how treatable is it? 100% treatable. Yeah, you, can, you can get better. This is not something that anyone should ever have to live with. And there's nothing wrong with you for having it. But don't don't just say that I'm just going to sacrifice myself and I'm not helpable. You really can. Brilliant, brilliant and so important. We'll sit tight. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back. One billion people suffer worldwide with anxiety. 
Uh, I consider it almost a responsibility to do another show on anxiety, and maybe there'll be many more because I think that, you know, Georgia, I'm sure you agree that one of our missions is to reach as many people as possible. And like you just said before the break, is show them that you don't have to suffer. As you like to say, that your world does not have to get smaller and smaller. So I'm going to hand a little bit over to you. I want, I would love for you to talk a little bit about the role of food and sleep. Why are those so important? And I've talked a little bit about the things that I feel are so important in anxiety treatment, which I mentioned to you on the break. Uh, I'd love to hear your Georgia-isms. Um, you're really, you, you, you know, you see people from morning to night with anxiety. You see what's working. You see what's not. So take it away, Georgia Dow. Sure. So well, let's, let's talk about food first. Um, food is how we fuel our body. It's our building blocks. If you're not feeding your body one evenly, you want to eat, you don't ever want to be um, starving through the day and then having a huge sugar rush because you, you know, had that chocolate chip cookie and then you starve yourself through the day, your emotions are going to be going up and down as your blood sugar levels are going up and down. And that can be really traumatic on us, especially when we're feeling anxious. Why is that? Well, one of, one of the things that we had was that, you know, if there was a food shortage, that was dangerous to us. That was very right. dangerous to us. Right. We really did starve to death a long time ago. Now food is really plentiful, but still we have that innate need to make sure that we're being fed. And so that's one of those triggers of our body says, uh-oh, you know, I'm not getting enough nutrients, then there must be something wrong. Yes, absolutely. And I would add on to that, that our brains get quite irritable mm. if we don't eat. Yes. You know, I think of breakfast, break the fast. Yeah. So without food, because of the adaptation you just mentioned, yeah. we get irritable. So, you know, we've all seen this when, you know, we haven't had any food throughout the day, even as a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. you're big on saying like, you have to have your lunch hour. You're, yes. you're big on that. Yes. And I think it's true that someone could be more irritating when your blood sugar is starting to crash. And remember at the beginning of the show, we did talk about irritation being a type of anger and anger related to anxiety. So you, your anxiety can go way up from not having regular food throughout the day. And it's about every three hours that you need to have something, right? You, you need, you need to eat. You yeah. re, we really need to eat. And I think that we often sometimes also substitute food for love or for care and that we also want to have a healthy relationship. That's a totally different subject. You yep. also want to have a healthy relationship with your food. You don't want that to be your sustenance of happiness. You don't want that to be love. You don't want that to be your pain. You want to be able to deal with them in other ways as well. And so then food can be to fill yourself. Okay, so you think, obviously, and I agree with you, food is a very important piece of the pie. If you're someone suffering from anxiety, they need to you know, get their breakfast and keep a close eye. Like I show my clients my little baggies with like food, nuts, something to have. Like these people say they're too busy at work, which I get because sometimes I'm too busy at work. But there's really no reason you couldn't have a little bit of food with you. Yes, or like, you know, bring a fruit like with right. you. Like you can like, you know, some there's certain foods that are very easy to transport, like a banana or I, you know, have food at the office so that if I'm hungry. You sure do. There is lots of food in the office, actually. They all come to me when they're hungry. But, you know, so that I'm, you know, eating through the day because, you know, sometimes you, you know, you say I'm going to give myself lunch, but sometimes work does kind of go through it and you forget to be able to eat and you want to make sure that you are always taking care of yourself. Very important. What about sleep? I mean, you know, a lot of us grew up with the idea that, you know, sleep is for the decadence. Uh, you know, you know, we see articles that some people can sleep just four hours and get more done in the day. And isn't that fantastic? Why is sleep important? And is sleep important? It's so important. Um, we, we need sleep. It's essential 
to all mammals. They all sleep. We need that. And without sleep, we do very, very poorly. So what we know is that sleep is at the time when we go through all of the building blocks of what we've done through the day and sort them into the right proper piles. So without sleep, we become not just irritable, not just anxious, but we also make more mistakes. We take more time to do the, to do things. And we are not good with our interpersonal relationships because we can't read them. Our brains are scattered without right. sleep to be able to make us feel settled. So sleep and anxiety, and again, again, just to the, the biological factors to that, if we're not sleeping, our brain says there must be something wrong. Something must be happening wrong in our world that we are not getting enough sleep. Hence, danger. Danger makes our brain say, well, let's get ready for fight or flight. Sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I talked about like anxiety and anger being so related, but I didn't mention that now the American Psychological Association does say that depression and anxiety are two sides of the same coin. And the reason I'm bringing that up is when I don't sleep, this happens so often to me and I get tricked every time. I don't sleep, so uh, five or six hour night, and the next day, something, the day goes and I start to go, oh my God, I think I'm a bit depressed. Like everything starts to look gray and I actually start to buy into it. I believe like, oh my God, I, I didn't think I was depressed, but I think I'm really quite depressed. And then I get my sleep back and everything looks sunny again. Yes. Have you, 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 you know better. what I mean? Yes, I, I absolutely do. And I haven't actually ever uh, put it into those words because I, I wouldn't think I'm depressed. I would just feel in that low, low, low. energy. I'm not clinically mood. depressed, but, but, but no, low. But that, but, but that is, I think, really accurate to that. I think that a lot of times we deal with anxiety and depression that really is just a lack of one of the basic building blocks yeah. of what we need. Yeah. And um, I, I, so I, I actually really think that that's an accurate way to deal with it because I do feel that way. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sleep deprived or I'm just in a bad mood or I might say it's hormones or something else when really I'm just lacking sleep. And so I'm on a lower gear because my brain can't function that much. And usually what we do to compensate for a lack of sleep is we often eat Eat. or drink things that are high in sugar or caffeine to try to give us back that pep, which now we're just starting to cycle. Yeah. That, that isn't going to work well to that. Yeah. So sleep is so essential. And I think that it's it's one of the parts that we now know how important it is. But still, there's that underground of like you're lazy or yeah. if you're sleeping, you know, how lucky for you. You know, I, and we, we hold it like a badge. Oh, well, I only had two hours of sleep yeah. last night. Like that's a good thing. That. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted you to come back on the show. I was saying that when we did the anxiety show a few years ago, it's the number one show that's ever been listened to on since straight talk started. And I wanted to get, you know, some of it, this is a review, but some of it is like, where are we at in anxiety treatment now? And, you know, I get, I'm listening to you. I'm loving it, by the way, it's still fresh to me to listen to you like this. And I, as I hear you, I'm reminded by the fact that this is when somebody does come in saying, I want treatment for anxiety, they are starting with food, sleep, exercise. They are starting with those things. So if someone's listening, that's something that you can start to integrate in your life right away. Yes. And and you'll feel better from that. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that, um, you know, it takes a little bit of time for both. Um, for, for food, you'll feel better relatively quickly if you haven't been eating well, you start eating well. But really for, for sleep and for exercise, you are paying it forward. You might be more tired at the beginning, not really for sleep. Sleep really after a day of sleep, you usually feel a little bit better to it. You can sleep too much. Too much sleep also can make you feel depressed. It's like that oh, yeah. of hibernation. Yeah, yeah, so you, you do want to watch sweet out. Spot. Yeah, for you. And everyone's yeah. a little bit different. Um, but seven and a half to like, depending if you're a teen, 10 hours is around where usually most people are. And the for exercise, really, it'll be two weeks. You will feel better 
in two weeks. Now, everyone, though, feels better after Immediately. exercise. You don't, yeah. you don't feel good before, but you no. never like wish you hadn't done it after you did it. Yeah. Um, but in two weeks, so you're true. actually going to really notice a difference in your pep, in your mood, in the amount that you're Sleep. able to give out because yeah. you're working your heart. You're better at, you know, being yeah, it's it's I, I love what you're saying. And it, it flashes me back also to our sleep uh, DVD because good, it's a such DVD. a big topic a that DVD, we had to do a whole DVD on sleep. And like one, yeah. I grew up in one of those families where sleep was like, like, what are you doing still in bed? And we had to do a whole DVD on it because it affects people so majorly. So I'm curious. My other thought is um, when I say the statement, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with the statement, that we're only as good as our stress management techniques, what comes to your mind with that statement? Of, of different stress management techniques, you mean? Do you agree that we're only as good as our stress management techniques, or do you think some, some people just can sail through life? I think that some people are more prone, but I think we all need stress management techniques, but I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I think that really, and it, and it may be anger management, you might think. Yeah. Or you might, like, again, everyone has their thing. I think that we need to take our health, our own self-care exceptionally seriously. And I think that especially for people that are caretakers or type A personalities, we often are overdrawn at the end of the day and we figure we can just do it because we have. But everyone comes to that breaking point. So I think that people are often not cued into what are they, how, what are their energy levels at the end of the day? What is the emotional cost to the people that you hang around? Like we make all kinds of errors in our life and we're not paying attention to it until something's broken. And that's why I think those techniques are so important because if you're paying attention through the time, if you're really cued into you, you're not going to make those mistakes that are going to cause something to be broken and you end up, you know, with, with dealing with anxiety or panic attacks or you feel lost or you feel really sad and down. And that's what you need to do to be able to do it. But I don't think that we teach this. No, we really don't. So very quickly, what is your number one stress management technique in your life? Um, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through I, two of them that I think about a lot is one is I, I try to be really um, gratitude, like really thankful for what I have in my day and, and enjoy that. And I try to remember that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at every moment of the day. Which, I love that. I've heard you say that before. I love, love that. Which, which stops me from thinking about other things that I have to do. Everyone has me- a multitude of things that they have to do that are in the future, but that's not now. And that can cause a lot of anxiety because we're trying to foresee, prob- problem solve things that are not in front of us yet. And so I try to really just enjoy every moment and try to make it as wonderful as I can. Even if it's hardship or difficult, I try to make it as fun and beautiful as I can make with what the tools that I have around me. And I think that that makes a big change. Your way of dealing with something can really make a change. Something small, spilling a glass of milk, you could make that a horrible experience or you could make this a wonderful experience. It's That is your choice. You can't, you might not have chosen that the milk gets spilt, but what you do after is your choice. And that's your character. Your character is shown when the chips are down. That is, uh, you know, first of all, something I know that you really walk the walk. You just don't, you don't only say that I know. Um, I think it's so beautiful what you're saying. And I think that the aspect in psychology that could be used, a term here is mindfulness, is you're really in your moment. So when you're at work, for example, and I know because I work with you, you're in that moment. Mm -hmm. You're really going to enjoy that moment. You're not thinking, I wish I was at home with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so did you like develop that skill or like, is it a muscle you have to work out? I I think that um, it was something that I developed. Uh, You know, you're, you're sometimes... Um, I, I, and it 
lowers my levels of stress. Because if I was thinking about, you know, how sometimes I, I would jump ahead of my client. I wasn't with my client on their journey where they were. I was jumping ahead to the techniques or this and that. And I, then I was making it about me instead of about them because I wanted to, to get past this. And it made sessions um, much more difficult, much longer. And I, I might, sometimes my mind would kind of wander. And I think we do that through the day. And so it was something that I tried to just really listen to what they were and, and be cued into what are their emotions and what's really happening now with them, which made the time pass much more beautifully. And I think that it also helped me not miss out some things that I might have missed out if I'm busy thinking about, you know, well, I remember I have to do shopping. So mindfulness, being present in the moment as a killer strategy. We're going to take a break and I want to hear from you, Georgia, when you come, when you come back. What is the biggest mistake people make when they have anxiety and what can they do to not make that mistake? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. So even on the break, some interesting stuff is going on here. I'm having a great conversation with my colleague and friend, Georgia Dow, uh, who works at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, treating anxiety in kids and adults. I would have liked to talk about kids today. I told her on the break, I think we're going to have to do a part two because there's a lot more to say on this topic. Um, As we were talking on the break, I got a little excited because I was asking her more about how she taught herself this skill of being in the moment. And I I know many of you wonder about that. And it hit me as we were talking that maybe that is one of the most cutting edge things we can say here today is that healing from anxiety is an active choice. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Yeah, it means like the way you taught yourself to be fully present in the moment, you had to tell yourself, I want to be different. You told me on the break, you used to be a person who rush around a lot. Mm-hmm. And you were thinking about the next thing you decided you wanted to be different. Someone yes. didn't magically change you. No. Even our clients, we don't change our clients. Oh, I like that. I like that. They change themselves. But, but, but that goes back to the active part is that I think that a lot of people think that they will just change by talking about it and thinking about it, but you have to do it. You have to do it. It, it is an active choice. You have to be a, a willing participant in your own healing. So even if they like watched a video, for example, and this is probably not smart of me to say, but I'm going to say it anyways, yeah. because the greater picture is to heal people, not to sell videos per se. It would not work to buy a video and watch a video and hope that by watching it, you're going to get better because we're not magicians. No, and it's not going to happen and it's not always going to be comfortable. And that's okay as well, because if it was comfortable, you'd already be doing it. So, and I think that's important because I think a lot of people are on the internet selling things and doing things and who suggested they're magicians. I think that marketing works like that. Yes. Pills work like that. A lot of things work like that. Don't get me started. Okay. Yeah. It is an active choice, meaning like you said, you'll have to be a bit uncomfortable. Yes. But you can learn the strategies and make the steps towards healing. So being active as you're involved in it, like when clients say, oh my God, you changed my life. I know you like myself will say you changed your life. We just helped you uh, with the strategies. Yeah. Right? Yes. They really did do it. They had to walk it. It's easy to to say it. It's much more difficult to actually take those active steps to be able to do something differently. Short snappers, not much time left. Biggest mistake people make with anxiety? Uh, Avoiding. Avoiding the anxiety and thinking it's just going to get better. And we know that anxiety not only gets worse, but you're rewarding your anxiety by avoiding it. And you can get better if you do something about it. Okay. Cutting edge. In your opinion, the highest level of treatment for anxiety includes, fill in the blank. Okay, so I will say the first one is being honest about who you are. I think that that's a weird one, but if you don't know who you are, how can you fix it? It's like looking at a car and not knowing what's broken and then saying, I'm just going to move things around and hope that it works. Your turn. I really love that, by the way, because if you did take a car in and you didn't know like what was going on in the car, yeah. how could you fix it? Yes. I, yeah, I lo- that kind of like inspired me a little bit. I already feel that the role of emotions, as I had mentioned earlier, is huge. I feel mm-hmm. that therapy, therapists often miss that. I think that we're trained to teach breathing strategies, which are really important, okay? And relaxation strategies and how to turn off that sympathetic nervous system. I don't think we're trained enough and we don't get it out there enough. The people need to be in touch with their emotions. Emotions are energy. And when the energy is not expressed, expressed in your body, it gets stuck and it's going to transmute into either anxiety if you're lucky or disease if you're not lucky. Mm-hmm. Back to you. Um, I what, like this game. What, yes. What do you tell yourself? Listen to the voice that oh, you say in your own head. the story you tell yourself. Because if you're saying I'm horrible, I'm going to fail, I'm going to be poor at this, um, not only is that a self-fulfilling prophecy often, but also you would never do that to someone else because it demeans and lowers your self-esteem. If you're not good at something, then you better have a good anxiety system to be able to save you from that. And I think that we need to check in and how negative and how many worry thoughts we have. Your turn. I, I'm going to, I'm piggybacking on that for a moment. I want to stay on that. On top of the story you tell yourself, like I'm stupid on this. What if the story you tell yourself is 
I am genetically predisposed to anxiety. That's just the, that's my personality. What do you think of that, Georgia? Oh, I, I, I like that because they say, you know, I, I'm, I'm unfixable. Right. And that's giving up on yourself. And that's a problem, right? Yes. But you see the sciencey type of people, they come into the office and they say, but I am genetically predisposed to anxiety. So I come by it honestly. Isn't that a a cop out of then I don't have to do anything about it, right? right? I'm now no longer accountable for my own life and the path that I walk because, you know, I have other people that say it's just fate. Oh, well, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Oh, brilliant. And that brings me to mind. Take responsibility is take responsibility. Mm-hmm. We know now genetics are not the full story. Yes. And we know that we have the possibility to change our lives. And if you're listening right now going, yes, but yes, but yes, but you want to look at how is yes, but serving you? And what is yes, but if not the language of someone who may not want to get better? And uh, the people that you surround yourself with, are you paying attention to that? If you hang around with toxic people, it is hard to be positive and happy. That could be a toxic workforce. You you want to really, your time is precious to you. And what are you doing with it? And whom are you spending it with? Okay. Uh, learning strategies, uh, breathing strategies, relaxation strategies, they are life-changing. They almost seem overly simplistic. But would you agree with me that the breathing strategy is like a game changer? It is. It works really well. It is. It's boring. You, you've probably been breathing all your life and you're like, oh, yeah. why do I have to breathe anymore? Or pay someone to is, learn this, for it, goodness sake. <laughs> but it, it works. It really does work. And I use it all the time. And I would not be wasting my time of using it if it did not actually help. Final words, Georgia, and I'm, I'm, I'll have to thank you and let people know how they can find you. But final word on anxiety, 2018, cutting edge, what's going going on? Where, where do you see the future going with this? I, I really hope to see that we teach this in the schools, that we go through to be able to let everyone know that they are empowered to be able to deal with it and go through the strategies of dealing with anger, of boundaries, of consequences, of how do we handle things, being accountable for our own actions and, and taking the necessary steps to deal with that, that mental health is a priority. It's not just something that we leave at the wayside. I can't top that. That's fabulous. I want to thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk. And you know, I'm going to ask you, where can people find you, Georgia? Uh, you can find me. Uh, well, if you want, you can you can call the center. It's 514-777-4530. And of course, I'm on anxiety-videos.com. Yeah, so they can purchase the videos and find out about this treatment and learn the strategies, which is so very important because knowing how to breathe when you're anxious is, although boring, it's It's a real game changer. Great. Well, thank you so much, Georgia, for coming. And I I have a sneaking suspicion we'll be back on this topic in a few weeks. It's such an important topic these days. And I know you see a lot of children in your office, too. People will want to know about that. Um, I want to thank everyone else also for listening to Straight Talk. And I invite you to come back next week if you're interested in anything that was said today, our retreats, therapy, anything at all. Helpforanxietydepression.com. Previous shows are at straighttalksandarish.com. You can also check out the Facebook page, Straight Talk Sandarish. Feel free to leave a question for me or Georgia. And by the way, uh, remember to like us while you're there. You can hear this show or any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandarish.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone, and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And you can drop me a comment or a question anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.